Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Darlene. Welcome to Mommy Faceted, a show where we talk about the many facets of being a mommy. Let's get into it. Darlene, how are you? I am good. I mean, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I think I told you that I had um, had to get stitches on my pinky. Um, and um, that has been interesting because um, I'm still a mom and <laughs> stitches mm-hmm. or not, things still have to get done. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so that has been interesting uh, navigating that because in a previous life, aka uh, pre-kids, um, I'd be sitting on a couch somewhere Right. Just letting it heal. heal. Yeah. Living a life of leisure. Um, and it's been very different. Um, so it's been interesting. Like I'm still having fun. I'm still going out with the boys, still, um, making time for a day, but it's still, it's, you know, um, it's a different level of rigor, I would say. (laughs) I know it kind of like slows you down. Yeah. Especially with a hand, like you need to use your hand. And you, you, I underestimate how much you actually do, like even use your pinky. Like you think that's like your most significant finger. And oh, like there's a lot you need it for. <laughs> so you have no insignificant body parts. <laughs> right. None, none, none. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad you're hanging in there. I know this will be over soon. Yes. I'm really excited for you to get back to 100%. Right. I'm looking forward to that too. (laughs) Yeah. Good, good, good. I've been doing pretty well. I have really nothing to complain about at this point other than it's just hot. Yes. Um, But I also chose to live in Texas. So you sure did. (laughs) But to be quite honest, New York is given Texas right now. I heard that everywhere is a hundred, basically everywhere. It's uh, it literally is. And we had a break for a few days. And this morning when I walked out, I was like, oh, okay, okay, you decided to come back. And then, of course, my son is like, mommy, I want to take my bike to school. And I'm like, Lord, have mercy. (laughs) Yes, I know. That's kind of interesting. Like, how do you. You know, he's asking for something that's really great. It's good for mm-hmm. his exercise, his body, but man, that just causes so many issues. And girl, girl, and it's like, all right, helmet on, and then and then he gets sassy, like, "Mommy, mommy, don't nick my neck. If you don't get this, let me get this buckle on, okay? It's like that one time you catch his neck in the buckle. yes, and they never forget it. They will never, never forget, forget it <laughs> ever, ever." Um, So, yeah. So, no, New York is hot. The humidity is back. I'm not sure when it's leaving. Global warming is real. Right. (laughs) This is crazy. We're too close to the sun. (laughs) Absolutely. I think even it's funny. um, One thing I will say about Houston, Texas, baby, is y'all know how to work some ACs, okay? Because ACs in New York are giving out. They they are tired. (laughs) They've been running on 102 miles. Oh no. Yeah. You need to really down here. You can almost have to like carry a sweater because it's going to be freezing when you go inside whatever place. Yes. Yeah, we do. We do have that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah. So what's on your mind this week? Well, I know we were kind of going back and forth. I think what you were, we were talking about before the started recording, um, is very interesting. And we were talking about spoiling our children Mm -hmm. and, I think this is something that I don't think about enough uh-huh. because I probably just innately do it. <laughs> and it's right. the life that we're at, like, I want 
what we just were talking about. I want, you know, them to have this enjoyable life that right. comes with saying yes to things. And here we are, like, I don't know <laughs> how to make these differences. So yes, I think we should definitely get into, is it spoiling them or is it really exposing them to a certain lifestyle that we want them to continue and to have? Right. Um, and so it, if I feel like it starts super young, right? So mm-hmm. for example, with the baby, um, is it's interesting because um he's um at the and it's funny it's funny how I interpret it and then how like our parents interpret it. So he's at um, you know, you remember Wonder Weeks, right? Mm-hmm. He's at the stage where he actually recognizes that people are leaving, um, but he doesn't, I think it's called object impermanence, where he doesn't like fully understand that um, you can leave to go to another room. That doesn't mean like you're gone, gone, right? right, right. Um, but he just, he knows people are leaving. So if you leave, he'll cry, he'll reach out for you, put his hands up. And it's funny because in my mind, that's what's happening, right? He's understanding that we leave a room that, you know, like he's like, you know, developing, I think, healthy attachments to us. Um, his dad will walk by like just to run and grab something and run back to a meeting. And he's like, yeah, like he's literally mm-hmm. just reaching out for his dad. All cute. Um, but our parents will make comments like, oh, see, he knows hands and knows hands meaning he's spoiled. Like he likes to be held. Yeah. And I always kind of laugh because it's just like, well, why wouldn't he want to be held? He's only been on this earth eight months. (laughs) I want to be held. Like, let's be honest. (laughs) Thank you. you. I want to be held, right? Um, Or it could sometimes with my three-year-old, like, you know, thank God for his, his godfathers, his uncles, his dad. Like, he is like a army of sneakers right like you know we come from that generation of like sneaker heads mm-hmm. right so as soon as it was like we're having a baby shower it was like he literally got like sneakers like and I, I honestly I don't know that other than just a few here and there um we probably have not had to buy him an actual pair of sneakers like he he has like yeah. enough for the next year even like through probably the age of four or five right yeah and um, it's always interesting because even my mother-in-law will be like, oh, wow, like, he, you know, he got, he has a lot of sneakers. And I'm like, you know, it's a far cry from, you know, when we used to get one pair of sneakers for the yes. entire year. <laughs> and I get that, right? Because when you really think back on it, how many pairs of sneakers do you actually need, right? Right, right. Um, and so it's like, what is that balance? Because literally I'm like, All right, I'm, are you cool with putting these sneakers on? He's like, no, mommy, I want to wear my other Jordans. So I'm like, okay mm-hmm. but, and you should have that option mm-hmm. okay but is that spoiling or is that you know my child is blessed he got a crew of godfathers and you know godmothers who look out for him and you know keep him laced is right. it a bad thing mm-hmm. I know I think no I think that having the things and letting him you know have this experience of I've got so much that I'm blessed with I have these options it's what we've been working hard for, right? Like what our parents worked hard for, for us to have, and then for us to be working hard for them to have. And I, I think that whole idea of, you know, we're working so that they have better than us. Why can't we see them actually enjoying it right now in front of our eyes versus, you know, 15 years now, you know, from now when they're off to off on their own. And then we finally see them prospering. I I do want to see my five-year-old prospering and living his best Mm -hmm. life and, understanding, yes, it took things for mommy to be able to provide this for you. However, now that we have it, let's enjoy it and, you know, live within our means, live within our life, but have those beautiful things as well. I think 
that to me is, it, it's definitely a value of mine to be able to experience and enjoy the things that I have right now with them. And so, so here's the other extreme side of that. So I happen to randomly come across this like, um, uh, okay, I think, I think his name is Phil Donahue. I could totally have him wrong. The, 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 the older gentleman who's like the, you know, Oprah's prodigy or whatever, uh-huh. uh, Mr. Phil or something. I don't know what his name was. And so anyway, he had this mom on who had a daughter who basically, I think the daughter had told the mom that um, the mom was going to cut her off, right? And she was young. I don't think she was like old enough to like go off to college or anything, but she basically told the mom that a thousand dollars a month wasn't enough to maintain her lifestyle. (laughs) And then the mom told her that you have to start working and the girls start crying. When I tell you crying, I mean crying. (laughs) And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, so these are the extremes that parents yes, talk about, yes. right? Like, yeah, this is a fine kids, line. <laughs> it is a fine line, right? Because I need you to work, right? Like, I mm-hmm. need you to ensure that you understand that they will be responsible. Um, and it's and it's hard because I know some people have said the whole, like, allowance thing isn't right. Yeah. Um, or, no, they like allowance, but making them work for it isn't necessarily a good idea. They should have just cash as a birth. Like, it's weird, right? Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, if your kid is out in the streets going out, whatever, they should have cash in their pocket, you know, for whatever they need or that they might come up. Um, But at the same time, how do you teach them that, you know, it's all earned, right? Like this Mm -hmm. didn't grow off a tree and I may have a bit of um, some disposable income to say, Hey, yeah, if you wanted, you know, 20 to go here or there, here you go. Um, But it was still earned. Right. Yeah. That's the hard part. That whole allowance discussion makes it gives me anxiety because I don't know what is the right answer and every time I like hear on a podcast you know what to do with your kids and how to distinguish between these are just your general chores at home and then these are things you can earn money for and those are two different things because you have to take care of our home versus you can do extra things like that to me is so gray and I can't figure it out I'm just like denying the fact that I'm going to have to figure that out at some point. But yes, that is, I think that is exactly where those kind of thoughts start, where you end up with this teenager who thinks a thousand dollars a month is not enough. You have to start it when they're younger and figure out how to push down the values of hard work and constantly staying focused with, Mm -hmm. and then balancing that with this idea of having some softness and ease in your life. Absolutely. And that is definitely a discussion that, um, you know, it might be interesting to hear from older parents, parents of older kids to like figure right. out what they did and didn't do, like what worked and what didn't. But I don't know. I, I think that's where the, that's the problem to me about parenting. It's like, yeah. it's not a one time sit down, have this conversation and they get it. It's like a continuous no. I have to continuously think about, okay, is this teaching them work ethic? Is this teaching them Mm -hmm. how to stay dedicated and focused? Is this teaching them that, hey, if they don't feel good, like I'm not going to force them to go to school with their nose running out. Like they need to take a sick day because when they get Mm -hmm. older, they need to know that they have sick days that they can take. You know, that balance to me is where I start to like get hives. (laughs) Yeah. Hey everyone, I am jumping in 
to share a new book with you guys. Libraries were my favorite, absolute favorite place growing up. And I find a lot of joy um, in reading books uh, to my son every night. And so I wanted to share a new book with you about uh, Mimi and the Cutie Catastrophe. So Mimi is a wonderful, uh, cheerful and charming girl, um, like most of our kids. Um, who suspects that she's not being taken seriously and she wants to be taken seriously. So read on for Mimi and the cutie catastrophe to learn more about how she um, gets her demands met. Mimi and the Cutie Catastrophe. Um, the book is available wherever uh, books are sold. So check it out online or in person at your local bookstore. Oh no, I totally get it because it's like, at one, on one end, um, you are a member of this household. You should mm -hmm. help out, right. whether that means sweeping the floor, washing the dishes, uh, watering the plants, taking out the trash. Like you do that not for money or to get paid, but because you are a member of this household and in any household exactly. that you are in, you will have to be a contributing member. Like that's the bottom line. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like, all right, but, you know, you may want to have some coin in your pocket for X, Y, and Z. And so that's where it's like, you need, you know, cash in your hand. So, all right, you'll have, maybe it's, um, I don't know. I don't know what the going rate is these days. I don't, you know, like, what is it? $10 a week? Is it $20 sure. a week? Yeah. Does it depend on age? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, how do, like, it's like, how does it work? And when do you start those conversations? And I actually think there is a book a friend recommended. And I, I, I was like... You know, it's like sometimes with parenting, you're preparing yourself for so much and you just don't know, like, do I start this now? Do I start, like, at what yeah. point does this become a thing for me? Mm -hmm. um, so let me see if I can find um, this book. I mean, it's supposed to be kind of way like to teach, um, I guess, yourself, but then also your um, children. But I think it's called, where is it? Ah. Uh, of course, when I'm looking for it is when I can't find it. Um, but I think it's like spend, save or something. And it's like a book about how you teach your children um, the value of money. Um, geez, I cannot find it. Um, geez, 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 geez. I thought I bought that book. Maybe I didn't buy the book. Okay. Um, all right, maybe I didn't. I'm so sorry. I thought I had it in there somewhere. Um, that's what happens when you buy a bunch of books and then forget about it. Um, but yeah, I think there's like, I guess, things that you can pull um, either from that, from the internet, from other parents to figure out what they've done to like teach the importance, teach the value of money, teach the value of time, of effort, of responsibility. Um, because in my mind, I think like, yes, he's like my little boy right now, but I'm raising him to be a man. Exactly. Um, and and I, I want him to be a gentleman. I want him to be accountable. I want him to be responsible. Um, and by all means, he has to always pull his own weight. Um, and so that's just like, well, how, like, how do like, how do how do you get there? Like in my mind, I see yes, what, right. where there's like, like, how do I get there? Like day to day, right? Because it's mm -hmm. the day to day that matters. Um, 
And that part is really hard for me because at the same time, um, I do want him to have like a well-balanced childhood. But, you know, if we get a chance to go stay at a really fancy hotel or do whatever, like we're doing it. <laughs> if we're, mm-hmm. You know, like I want you to be able to um, see that if you want to work towards getting an expensive pair of shoes. Um, yeah, let's stack up. We'll get it. Like and that's the other thing. Delayed gratification. Right. Like, how do I yes. teach you? Because listen, okay, if I have to order something and they're like, okay, it'll arrive next week. I'm like, damn, I don't even want it no more. (laughs) I know, I know. Those timeframes is Amazon has destroyed us. Destroyed us. And so, and even now my, my, like my son knows, he's like, okay, mommy, so what are we going to order? And I'm like, sir. (laughs) I know. Mine said the other day, well, why can't we just have the food delivered to the house? I don't want to, and it could just be there. So when we get home, we can eat. I don't want to wait for it to cook. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. (laughs) But the crazy thing is it is how the world works. I know. And actually it is how it works last week, but this week we're not doing that. It's so true. It's so true. And it's just like, uh, and it's like, you know, like I'm also one of those, like, it's like you try not to live through your kids, but you do in some ways. Like it's summertime now, right? And for me, it's like, it's summertime. That means there's ice cream trucks everywhere. Why not have ice cream? We don't say no to ice cream in the summer. It's summer. Like that's what, that's what summers are made of. Like they have to have that kind of stuff. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah. So like one time I, I sw- <laughs> we took my son to Splash Red and it's funny because his godmother came with us and he's just like, Tina, that's godmother and Kate Birdie. And um, she's Kate Birdie. And then he literally is just like stopping at the ice cream truck. We had another ice cream on the way home. We had, an- he had more ice cream at home. And I'm like, Bro, <laughs> but I had to stop. Cause I was like, like what, what, what is enough ice cream? Right. Yeah. And why, like, why is two okay but not three but and it, it's summertime everyone's mm-hmm. eating ice cream okay the ice cream truck literally like i kind of cover his ears if the sound comes <laughs> start getting loud we're gonna have a dance party yeah <laughs> trying to literally trying to like let me see if i can facetime his auntie real quick um, <laughs> so i'm trying to try out this ice cream truck and I'm like, please don't let it cross us. Please don't let it cross us. Because the second you do, like, and let me tell you, I have literally, like, I think we came out of the children's museum. Ice cream truck is right there, right? They know exactly mm-hmm. where to be. I don't ever have cash on me. And that's like a thing I have to learn, especially with kids, yeah. right? I need to have cash on me. Girl, I had to sell the ice cream man $4, okay? <laughs> okay, but thank you to these vendors who are at least getting with the times because that would have been a whole meltdown if he was like on cash only (laughs) and everyone around him at the museum had ice cream so Mm -hmm. it was just one of those things where it's just like and i can't do you like that like let me figure this out for you to get this ice. and let me tell you that boy was happy for that he was happy like i have pictures he was so happy and it's like those are the little things yes those are good moments um but you just brought up something that i think is why we probably veer towards the spoiling versus just letting them have this enjoyable life too, is that you just said everyone around him was eating ice cream and you cannot let them not have the thing that everyone has. That Mm -hmm. FOMO is just a bear. And I don't know how to, sometimes I'm okay. Like sometimes I can go against it and I can hold my ground and I'm good. And other times 
I don't know if it's just not worth a fight or if it's, I'm just feeling in a good mood or I feel generous or I want them to experience this thing. Because like you said, it's this moment in their, you know, growing up that they're going to remember. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any like rhyme or reason why I go, why I give into FOMO at times, but that definitely changes how I parent them. And, and I, I will say I give into it because I distinctly remember growing up where, um, so back in the day when we were younger, they actually schools, you celebrate a Halloween, you dressed up. Like it wasn't a, um, I think they weren't as uh, religious conscious or spiritually, con- spiritually conscious. So, you know, everyone dressed up. However, growing up in a Haitian Christian household, they were just like, absolutely not. No Halloween. Like we, and you know, being the only kid who wasn't dressed up, you know, like, you know, it, it, you felt odd. Mm-hmm. And it's not as if my mom was like, okay, fine. Since you're not going to, you're going to be the only one left out. You can stay home from school. No, I had to go to school. Um, I think the next year I kind of outsmarted my mom. So I told her that I wanted to wear one of my church dresses to school. Yeah. She was just like, okay. But yeah. I was like, well, I'm a princess. And I went to school as a princess. Um, so I felt included and I distinctly remember how different it felt like from being included versus excluded. And I think those are things that, you know, parents have to think about because when your kid is the one sitting there, like, damn, everyone else got this and I don't have one. It's, it's the simplest of things. It's like, nah. And, and, you know, it's funny cause I do still have some friends who are um, not into Halloween, but my kid gets dressed up on Halloween and it's simple stuff. He loves firefighters. He's a fireman. He loves Elmo. He's Elmo. Yeah. Um, he got a little lion thing. You know, one time I dressed him up as Lionel Richie, like he, mm-hmm. we have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, based off of that personal experience where I felt excluded, I was like, no, um, we're, we're going to have fun. Um, and, and that could be a personal bias. I hope it doesn't blind me to what he actually needs that I can still see what he needs, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and not look through it through my lens. But that's definitely a big piece of it. But that is the lens you have. And I think that almost validates mm-hmm. the reasoning behind doing something like that, because that fear of exclusion and mm-hmm. outcast that can really impact someone's life absolutely. more than just, oh, you know, it's just a day, but really that might be like, you remember that like how, how yes. 30 years ago yeah. and it's still, yeah. you know, a, a strong memory for you. And you don't know how someone else, i.e. your child is going to take that same kind of rejection or difference or being yes. outcast. And I think if we're all looking towards, like you said, raising our kids to be adults that falls to me that tracks like it falls right in line with wanting them to know that they can experience the same things that their peers are and they can have you know similar things most of the time right Um, so I I think that's important I don't really want us to like beat ourselves up if we're giving into FOMO because sometimes it is like you said a direct um, response to a bad situation that we've had and we're trying to avoid yeah. kids, which is what we're supposed to do as parents right right but then I also think too um whenever there is something that they can't take part in or won't be able to use sometimes you just gotta sit them down and talk to them yeah like I, you know, yes yes it doesn't have to be a thing 
Right, right. Because I'm definitely learning. Like, let, let me tell you, walking home from school, my son will stop at every single bodega, okay? He will be like, mm-hmm. well, mama, we need to go and we need food snacks. Like I said, he'll buy anything, everything that we have at home. And so at first I was like giving in because I was like, I'm not going to argue with him over $2. But then I was like, wait, we were here yesterday and the day before. Like, okay, okay. Like we got to have some, some limits here. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was funny because at first I was kind of nervous. And I was like, you know what, Emery, We've been here three times this week. We're running late. I do have to get home to get some dinner, get you started and on with your night. We're not going to go to the store tonight, but we can go another day. He was like, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And that doesn't happen every night. Sometimes I have to pick that little boy up and I'm kicking and screaming, you know? But I was like, all right, maybe we can get into the habit of like continuously doing this. And he'll know it won't always be a yes. And sometimes he'll get upset. But most times he actually handles it pretty well. Isn't that better than I expected? Yeah. I, I think that's so good that those boundaries can, they don't have to be scary and they can really work to your advantage. And allow you to have the times when you can say yes be really mm-hmm. great and the times yeah. when you have to say no be okay um yeah for sure I think I need to do that more often too for sure but I do make sure I follow through so if I say we're gonna go to the store tomorrow I go tomorrow if I yeah. say okay we're not gonna go to the restaurant tonight we'll go to the restaurant on Saturday with daddy and brother me daddy brother mm-hmm. and we are going to that restaurant mm-hmm. um and that way he knows like i may say no but if i say yes or make another agreement we're still going to do it and yeah. i think that helps temper the um tantrum but i mean they still happen for very <laughs> different reasons right but, you know <laughs> at least with that i'm like all right i see a little bit of progress here and he's only three yeah no i think that's good i think you're doing the right thing um the other thing you were talking about you wanted to kind of make sure that you expose them to were things like having a skincare routine and being able to, you know, take a day off and do boy stuff or just like those other types of luxuries. And I think that's so interesting to expose them to a luxury at a young age. I think that's smart. I don't see really any, I mean, like you said, if you go overboard with it, obviously that's bad, but I love that idea of exposing them at a young age to, you know, like that attitude of treating yourself when right. you need to. And so that's an interesting thing. So growing up, we didn't really go to restaurants, right? Like, and I, I, like it just wasn't really a thing. Like, it, you know, I think um, my mom being an immigrant had many other ways that she could spend her money, right? And we always mm-hmm. know you spend less when you eat at home, right? Like period. Mm-hmm. And so- the interesting thing is Emery has his favorite pizza spot. He loves pizza. I think like any three-year-old does. And, um, you know, he wants to go to this pizza spot. And he's like, okay, mommy, are we going to go to the restaurant? And like, uh, okay. And I'm like, I get like weird because I'm just like, is this too much? Like he's been to the restaurant. You know, some mm-hmm. weeks you can't help it. He was at that restaurant three times that week. It was like, this <laughs> but it's his spot he loves it he loved like he knows the waitresses they they're his people you know mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that it's just like it feels like a luxury because I didn't have it right yeah, but yeah. also for him I know like he just enjoys the time spent he like you know he has friends there like he 
they know him they know to mm-hmm. bring out his pizza first and he actually is kind of cool because I actually have him order so I get the name of the waitress and I'm like you know can you please ask Miss Anna for what you would like and he's like I'd like a pizza please and like, mm-hmm. he makes yeah. his order he asks for warm water um and so it's like stuff like that where I'm like it's cool but then and other like you know I'm kind of like damn like, I didn't have that I don't like am I messing them up in some way because and it's like girl he knows how to eat at a restaurant like don't beat yeah. yourself up but right. it's like it's so foreign to me at that age for him to be that comfortable he will pick up his knife and fork and he ain't doing too much but you know he holds it in the right hand he knows what to do he knows what to do and I'm yeah. just like oh wow this feel, it feels foreign even for me and I'm you know I'm the parent and I'm like oh like am I am I pushing him too much is this too much exposure like you know sometimes you like fret I mean he's happy he is so happy when he walks into that restaurant so it's like I can't you know deny that fact but you do have those moments where you're like oh damn like am I doing the most right now I know that internal battle is in that that's a you problem right it like Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with you being a bad parent or you not doing what you're supposed to it's literally just I can't handle this because it's triggering me from something I didn't have and that totally clouds your decision making and it just yeah that's that's hard that's hard but I love that you're like fighting you're pushing through that and just letting him enjoy the thing that he loves that's you know it's not hurting anybody else it's not affecting anything and like you said you know how to eat when he's out of you know out at a public restaurant and yeah yeah he can take care of himself like there's benefits to that um but you having that internal dialogue is so relatable to me yeah yeah it is it absolutely is and so um yeah it's like I think we're all ultimately doing our best and maybe I guess the answer is that there is no right answer you know um and at different stages it'll require you know I don't know different resources different demands um Cause you know, trying to get a three-year-old to clean something up, people like, "What? What you just tell me to do?" <laughs> They'll sing the cleanup song all day at school, but when he come home, he right? Like, all of a sudden, they have no clue what you, you're that what English words you're speaking. 